Hello and welcome to another episode of the Tiger Phonics Podcast. I'm your host, Jack Hewson, and thanks to Eventilate, on this episode, I'm sitting down and having a chat with a member from one of Australia's most talented bands of recent history, Ocean Alley. I'm joined on this episode by Mitch Galbraith. He's the man behind all the rhythm guitar you hear in all Ocean Alley's songs. And uh, we have a chat about one of their newest projects associated with their album, Lonely Diamond, that came out earlier this year. So, without further ado, let's get into the interview. Thanks for listening, guys. Enjoy. Uh, hey, welcome to the show, Mitch. Thanks for joining us today, man. Hi, Jack. No problem. Uh, how, how have you guys been? It's been a, a super busy time for you guys, I'm sure. Well, busy and 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 not busy at the same time. I mean, there's no gigs, uh, but uh, we're managing to stay busy in other ways. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, we've yeah the 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 band's sort of um, split up. We're not all living in Sydney at the moment, um, yeah. but we've uh, we've been catching up, uh, you know, here and there, and trying to write some new music. And obviously, we've um, created this live video. And yeah, so apart from the gigs, it's been busy. Absolutely, and we'll talk about the live show and stuff in a little bit. Um, you guys have been missing touring, I bet. Yeah, um, it's we've we went from doing you know around around two hundred gigs last year and um, yeah maybe a handful or so this year so far. Yeah, a, scree- a screeching halt. Yeah, yeah, an absolute spanner in the works. But you guys haven't slowed down when it comes to creativity at all, have you? Um, you, you mentioned just before about that uh, the the new album that you've released and now the uh, accompanying. Uh, video that's coming along with us um how did the idea to do the live studio set come about yeah well when um all the when everyone pulled the pin on the gigs this year um of course all artists were trying to find other ways to you know connect with their audiences and and stay busy and yeah that was just a just a mode that we could sort of use to get some content out there and we've never done anything like that before with any of our previous music so it was a new experience for us um new challenges and uh yeah it's it and it was a lot of fun as well uh we we were in uh 301 studios in sydney and it was a beautiful live room um we all played in the round together and yeah it took us two days i think to to create the uh create that live show for you yeah, well, it's such a great idea. Is it just strictly the songs, or are you guys going to throw in a little bit of banter and try and make it a little bit more like you know a, a, a show would be? Yeah, I think the way that um that our videographer and and the producer is going to do this is it's it's going to be a bit of a almost like a bit of a um almost like a sit down in a theater kind of setup. There's be some intermission and some footage of us uh, on those two days um, playing in the live room, and then of course. Uh, all the footage and and we play the album in full um front to back so yeah it's awesome and there's we have some awesome guys working on the video aspect of it tyler bell from the source and his um his right hand man kane lehenneher and they have awesome cameras and all the techniques and so it was great to work with them um in that context and yeah it's it's we're we're happy very happy with the with the result Awesome, that sounds great. Um, so people can buy tickets um, at your website, oceanalley.com.au. 
Um, yep. Tickets about sixteen ninety nine, and three dollars from each of those sales are donated to your community partners, uh, one eighty, and the Cerebral Ballsy Alliance. That's how, correct. How did you guys land on those two groups in particular? Um, firstly, CPA Cerebral Palsy Alliance. We've done we've done a lot of charity work for them um, before. Ever since we started sort of playing, um, this was you know many many years ago. Um, one of the parents of, of one of us in the band actually had done some charity work for them. And when we started playing and um, playing at pubs and, and playing at fundraisers, they were just, you know, we just carried on that work. And um, it was important to us to, you know, give back to the community where we can. Um, they've given us so much. So we just continue to support Cerebral Palsy Alliance. It's a, they're a wonderful um, foundation and they, they do a lot of work uh, looking after people with that illness. And when it comes to 180, that was more of a recent collaboration. Um, they're a group um, in the community where we live, of the Northern Beaches, and they're trying to – they offer, um, you know, outreach programs and workshops so that, so that the community can start to destigmatize um, mental illness, illnesses and in particular depression and – there's a, there are a lot of young people, f- friends of ours and friends of friends that unfortunately um, took their own lives around our area and it's just something that shouldn't really be happening and we, we wanted to use our profile to make sure that people were aware that this was happening and to sort of um, push for a bit of a change in that area and to yeah bring awareness to what 180 are trying to do, which is trying to destigmatize uh, mental illness that's such an important cause to get behind it's really awesome you're supporting people in that way because you know it is such a, a growing problem and a lot of the times it does seem like it's swept under the rug and, and people don't talk about it right yeah we don't want it to be swept under the rug that's the thing it's, Absolutely. It, it needs to be talked about and, and people need to know that there's always someone you can talk to and and people need to know that there's always always support around the corner awesome well that's such a great thing that you guys are doing um, thanks. So thanks very much for doing that for everyone out there. Thank you, Jack. Thank you. Um, so let's talk about the album itself uh, that came out this year, Lonely Diamond. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a diamond and a rough, really, in a rough period of time for all of us. Um, yeah. Took over 12 months of writing and recording. The album then debuts in June at the top of the ARIA charts. And immediately the hard work, the hard work starts paying off for you guys. Um, the album's now surpassed like 32 million streams and stuff like that. How... Well. How do you guys celebrate such a monumental success? Oh, to be honest, it's you know it's just another kind of feather in the hat, and and it just pushes us to do more. Um, the reason why we 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 make music is so that as many people we want as many people as possible to hear it and to to enjoy the music just like we have. Um, so yeah, I don't know. It's just it's just onward and upward, and yeah, we've been we've been busy sort of in this whole COVID thing, writing some more stuff, and we'll see where that takes us. And hopefully, we can we can make another album and get that out, and hopefully, everyone likes it, and hopefully, the same thing happens. Awesome. Well, I'm very eager to hear it. I'm sure everyone else is. Um, do you have a favorite song from Lonely Diamond? Yeah, I, my favorite song would have to be Way Down. I think it's um I really just like the 
punchy guitar chords and uh, my favorite part of that song is the little outro that Angus the lead guitarist plays it's um it's a really fun little thing and and yeah I mean the album's got it's a bit of a you know roller coaster a bit of a you know a bit of a journey um uh the way that the the songs sort of lift and then there's some more solemn songs in there and stuff um yeah it's it's uh it was we're very proud of that body of work it's definitely uh, we believe some of the best stuff that we've done so i'm glad that everyone else thinks it's pretty good as well yeah i agree it's true to form with you guys it's not you know too much of a departure from your other stuff but it's also yeah it's really taking it to a new level so that's very that's very important for us when it comes to our songwriting is to yeah to make it a smooth transition from you know your last body of work you want that sort you want to captivate the audience and you want to give them the expected and you also want to give them the unexpected and something new and something that challenges them as listeners absolutely so another really cool part of all these um incredible accolades and things like that um you're you're sharing the ride with your brother that's correct yeah that's correct so does that make it more special in a way uh, Lockie and I have, have have had similar circle of friends growing up our whole lives. So, um, I'm, and I'm sure he'll say the same thing. It, Locke just feels like a, a best mate to me, and it's a, it's almost a band of brothers. There's a fun bit of trivia for you. Lockie and I are the only two members of the band that actually have a brother in ourselves, in oh, each wow. other. Uh, all the other members of the band just have sisters. Oh, that is that is crazy. Yeah, it's pretty weird, eh? So yeah, no, it's and, and it, we're all we're all best mates. We all grew up together, and we all spend our spare time together as well. Um, and it is really special sharing it with uh, a sibling. Absolutely. So, is there a bit of a sibling rivalry there? If I ask who's the better musician out of the two of you? Oh, the better musician would have to be my brother. He's he's much more. He's much more. Um, you know, onto his uh, music. He he's he's learnt. Um, piano classically and, and he, he used to be able to read sheet music and play. I think he hasn't done it in a while so he's a bit out of form but um, yeah, Locke, Locke writes a lot of, writes his music and, and writes his ideas down on the piano and he does the backing vocals of course um, but yeah, each of us in the band offer um, a unique viewpoint when it comes to writing and performing and I think that's that's a strong point of our band. We're all quite different and we all have different influences um, and when they meld together it creates something quite unique absolutely so there, there's six of you in the group um mm-hmm. so that's a lot of ideas flying around do you guys yeah. often do you butt heads creatively or are you usually on the similar page well i think we're really open when it comes to writing and we all write we'll all sort of come up with our own ideas you know mm-hmm. um, apart from one another and then when we get in a room and decide to write a song together the ideas start flying and, you know, we're quite comfortable telling each other if we don't like something or if it's good. So, and it's really in our minds, I think we've just got the, the mindset of, you know, we're doing it for the music and, and we're doing it for the song. So there's really no ego involved when we're writing. It either sounds good to us or it doesn't. And if it doesn't, we don't have a problem letting it go. I think that comes through in your music too. The, the whole genre that you guys have um, created is like a laid back sort of vibe. There's nothing, there's no pretense there. There's no, as you said, there's no ego. It's, it's just good music. Yeah, we don't, we don't 
go into a room together when we're writing with any kind of pretense or any kind of sort of idea of what the finished product should be. Of course, we go in there with all these different ideas and we sort of know a path that we want to go down, but we're always more than happy to, um, you know, to just go where the music sort of takes us. Yeah, awesome. That sounds a bit cheesy, but... um. Well, no, yeah, it's, it's, I think that's, sound, that's, that's really how it goes, yeah. It'd sound cheesy if there wasn't an amazing product at the end, you know? It, it, <laughs> it all comes together, so... That's good. Um, so, one of the things I do usually bring up with artists on the show um, is the Triple J Hottest 100, mainly mm-hmm. because, for me, that's the biggest connection I have to finding new music. Um, mm-hmm. And, obviously, it's a great showcase for some of the best new music. But this is the first time we've ever had someone on the show that's uh, won the title of the Hottest 100. So, firstly, congratulations. Thank you, sir. Um, And I know it's been a few years now, so it's probably not as fresh in your mind. Um, But how did it feel in that moment to to win one of the biggest accolades in the country? Oh, it it was a pretty crazy day. I can actually still remember sort of you know, how the day went down. I, we, we normally, for all the previous Hottest 100s, we go around to our mate um, Brad's house mm-hmm. around the corner. And um, his mum's normally away at that point in time, so we sit, in his, we sit in his spa and we all have a barbecue out the back. And I remember we were getting ready and, and the, the countdown starts at midday or 11, I think, but it was yeah. in the morning. And um, we were getting ready at um, our place, ready to go around to Brad's, and the first song came on and uh, <laughs> I think it it was happy sad yeah, yeah you're right it was happy sad and I, I got a message from my dad and he said oh well at least you got one in there <laughs> <laughs> and so. i said i wrote back to him and said yeah hundreds hundreds not bad imagine if we bookended it and i should have put some money on it sure enough we did yeah yeah um yeah so it, it, was, it was a wonderful day and and when we got chucked in the um our manager said listen don't go too crazy today and because triple j have called and they just they haven't said anything but they just asked me if it was possible when they call him, if they call him later tonight to get us into the studio. So he said, don't go too crazy. I remember we all had a fair few drinks. And then he said, all right, everyone in the van. And we kind of knew something was up. Um, but yeah, I, and I remember um, Tom, the drummer in Triple J Studios, he was just going, how long is this going to take? When can we go back to Brad's? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was a lot of fun. Oh, that's so good. So, does winning the Hot Ice 100, does that change in a way how you release music? It sounds like from what you've said, it really doesn't, but does it stay in the back of your mind a little bit? Um, it's Yeah, there's that added pressure to live up to the expectations, but I think that's what we really crave. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, sometimes it's easy to be a bit lazy and a bit, um, um, you know, not taking stuff too seriously. But when that happened, we really knew that this was... That, that we were we were worth it and, that, and there was something that we could really offer and, and it's just kicked us off, kicked us to do more you know yeah perfect so do you have do you have any surefire tips on how to win the hottest 100 then oh nah no. if you if you if you're trying to win the hottest 100 and if you're trying to get played on radio and if you're trying to you know do all this, all these things other than just write cool music it's not going to happen no. so the surefire tip is don't worry about it keep writing music that you like and um, eventually the good things will come. So it's passion and it's confidence. That's what it takes. Yes, you could say that, <laughs> yes. Oh, good stuff. So uh, looking past September 25th, that's when the uh, the, the album stream uh, comes out. Mm-hmm. Uh, what can we expect next from Ocean Alley? Yeah, well, we're just sort of um, getting, um, trying to get some gigs 
lined up in this COVID world. Um, possibly some gig, a gig down uh, in Wollongong, mm. um, closer to the end of the year, and we've just released a poster for a festival in New Zealand in February. But you know, again, it's it's all riding on on what's safe to do at, at the time. Um, and to be honest, we just spent a week um, on a farm out the back of Coffs Harbour. <laughs> just because that was halfway between where both teams are living right now and we've we would demo demoed five new songs and yeah so that, that the whole process starts again and it's awesome now to sort of have extra time to to do all this and time to sit on stuff and time to think about um the music that we're making and hopefully that'll allow us to release a you know an album that is better than what we've what we've done before that's the plan Awesome. It's incredibly exciting. I can't wait for it. Um, just before we wrap up, do you have time for a quick lightning round? Yeah, let's let's do it. All right. Uh, question number one, uh, what's your favorite movie? Oh, favorite movie. Um, Hateful Eight. Oh, very nice. All right, your favorite place to perform live? Uh, oh, the... The amphitheatre at North Byron Parklands. Yes, yes. Yeah. So good. It's got to be. Oh, my co-host, Jonty, and I just did a um, review of Lime Cordial's album and we had yeah. a whole section of it where we just talked about how much we love Byron. So, Yeah, it's so I'm great. actually in Byron right now, to be honest. Oh, dude, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm immediately jealous. <laughs> I'm on vacay now. Oh, that's so great. Um, okay, um, do you have a dream venue or city that you'd love to perform in? Hmm... Oh, somewhere like huge, like Madison, Madison Square Garden. Um, yeah, in in New York. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be awesome, eh? Um, okay, so what's your number one um, COVID times pastime? Number one COVID time. Ah, oh, it's got to be surfing. Angus and I have just been. We're down in Sydney. We live near the beach and. And we've been surfing more than we ever have before. And luckily, there's been um, really good swell this winter down down the coast. Uh, it's it's got to be surfing. Pretty much, we've just been surfing and playing guitars for four months. Nice. <laughs> Sounds like a dream. Yeah. Um, so, what's your what's your favourite thing about being a part of Ocean Alley? Um, it's definitely hanging out with the the crew that we've surrounded ourselves with. Um, it's as, as I was saying before, yeah, we're all, we're all best friends and it's just awesome doing this with all your best friends and our crew and our team backstage and uh, front of house and all of that sort of stuff. They're amazing and we couldn't do it without them. So it's just awesome. We've been missing that because we haven't been touring, but it's, it's awesome just going on tour with the whole crew and everyone gets along and has a great time. That's awesome. Um, okay, two more. Uh, what was your favourite cartoon as a kid? Favourite cartoon? Pingu. Nice. Newt, newt, man. Yeah. <laughs> newt, newt. Uh, and finally, what's your favourite song at the moment? My favourite song at the moment? Oh, you put me on the spot here. <laughs> um, I've really been getting into um, Maddie Jane's latest album. Mm. Um, yeah, I. That's my, that's my guilty pleasure. I put that on while I'm running. Very nice. Well, thank you so much, Mitch, for joining us today and taking time out of your vacation. Um, No worries, mate. Cheers. Enjoy your weekend, man. Yeah, you too. Have a good one. Talk soon. See ya. Bye. See ya.
thank you for listening to this episode of the Tiger Phonics Podcast. Thanks again to Eventolade and to Mitch for sitting down and having the conversation with us. Don't forget to purchase your tickets for the live album stream on the 25th of September. You can purchase tickets once again from oceanalley.com.au or you can look them up on social media to find links and where you can purchase the tickets and watch the show. If you enjoyed this interview, be sure to check out some of our other episodes or head to our Facebook page where we have links to all of the shows we've done in the past. And as always, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. I'm